Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tightwad Tack, episode 81, This Ain't No Lemonade Stand, recorded January 9th, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementopie.com. This week we have us with us a special guest that we'll get to in just a little bit, Mr. Jake Gardner. He's a high school student who uh, has become a bit of a coder and actually a professional coder. He has had real people pay him real money to do his work. And uh, so uh, we're going to have him on and, and learn a little bit about that. But uh, before we go, uh, Sean wanted to brag a little bit about his uh, beloved um, Broncos. And so I'll let him right. do that. Yeah. So, uh, well, and not so much, you know, Hey, they won and that was great. And I'm sure, you know, if you follow football at all, everybody heard about it because it was kind of the upset of the week. But, uh, I, I found a little bit of information there that was kind of interesting is that it was the highest wild card round, uh, football game ratings wise in 24 years, which I just thought was pretty cool. Um, and that speaks a little bit to the, to the hype that Tim Tebow seems to be drawing uh, as a lifelong Bronco fan, that can actually be a little frustrating because uh, it seems like all of these bandwagon Bronco fans are coming out of the woodwork that, you know, people you've known for 20 years and never said anything about that team. And then all of a sudden they're posting on Facebook every five minutes about right. how they love, you know, Tebow and the Broncos. So that that's a little frustrating, but, uh, I just wanted to mention that, but I also wanted to follow that up with the thing that's really driving me crazy is people are making all of these, like at the game, uh, Tebow passed for 316 yards and how he always references John 316 and his uh, average completion, uh, his average completed pass was uh, 31.6 yards, and uh, which I didn't know that they ever drilled that down to the point. I always thought it was like 31 yards. Only for Tebow. That's the only time. Right. So, But people are making all these comparisons like uh, God somehow came down and had a hand in this football game and made sure that he threw for exactly 316 yards. And uh, I don't know. I want to get your thoughts on that, Mark, because it just drives me crazy. Well, first off, I'll say that was a very fun game to watch. I enjoyed it all the way through. I was blown away by how well not only Tebow, but the entire Broncos team played. They played above their their talent. And, of course, I was also, as I often am, I was impressed with – uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger, uh, hurt, oh, yeah. uh, playing through the pain. Yeah, hurt, barely able to move, uh, and still throwing and throwing well for the most part. Yeah, uh, and it was a good game. It was a lot of fun to watch, and that's that's what playoff football should be about. It shouldn't be one team trouncing another one, uh, and then announcers trying to find bizarre stats to talk about for the second half just to make it vaguely interesting. So right. it was a it was a good game as to as to the whole God thing. Uh, I am you know an, a a uh, um, a Christian, and I you know I've mentioned it several times. I'm a believer in in Jesus and the Bible, but I also don't think that God has too much concern about what happens in a football game at all. He cares about the people who play the game, but I don't right. think he's divinely making sure that Tebow throws for 31.6 yard averages so that people <laughs> will be drawn to John 3.16. Also, Banner Man, guy in the end zone, holding up the sign that says John 3.16, for 30 years now, you've been wasting everybody's time. Nobody is going to see that and go, oh, John 3.16, I think I'll become a Christian now. Just <laughs> right. knock it off, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it just, it drives me crazy. And you know, people like that they're they're the uh 
the Eric Faze of the world, the tinfoil hat people, <laughs> in, in my opinion. And I, I know Eric never listens to this show, so I can safely say that. <laughs> but, but, you know, regardless, if he had passed for 253 yards, they would have come up with some Bible verse that, you know, and he threw his his spear accurately to yeah. slay the foe or something, yeah. you know, something stupid. And, and the child shall lead them on to conquer their enemies or something. Yeah, they, yeah something crazy. So, you know, uh, if you're if you're doing that at all out there, please stop because it just I don't know. People like me just think you're ignorant for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, uh, I criticized Tebow the last time we were together as a guy who doesn't know when or how to throw, and he definitely proved me wrong uh, this week. He he showed himself to be the complete package. He ran what he needed to run. He was tough. He made things happen. He he uh, threw people off, and he threw awesome throws. Uh, he was looking off defenders and, and not staring down his receiver. I think I really think he came of age in that uh, game, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, his career in the future. Yeah, yeah, it should be fun to watch. I think we are watching a future great develop, you know, very early on. But I think, uh, you know, barring any injuries, uh, you know, he he could very well be one of the uh, one of the all time greats. And moving on to uh, something else, we've talked about on this show a number of times the Boxy software. We've praised it as being a good software and 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 the best uh, multimedia uh, media center TV. Uh, uh, sort of software available and uh, just the this last week actually december 26th boxy released uh a their new a new update a, a long-awaited update um and then produced a blog announcement buried in the back of their uh blog uh, site that announced that not only is this uh, uh a new windows update it's the last ever windows update uh, not just Windows, but Mac, the PC software update. They are dumping support for that entirely, and they are um, focusing on their embedded device, the Boxy Box, and they won't be making uh, PC software anymore. So if you're looking to build your own like we have done and we've advocated, uh, you can use you know what's out there now, but it'll never be updated. Secondly, they took a big old steaming dump on their community by with this new release pulling out all the the stuff that people actually might want to use with boxy they pulled out the pandora app they pulled out the netflix app they pulled out the voodoo app they pulled out other things like that citing drm restrictions which i don't know why those would have changed uh, but they say that they will have all those things in their premium boxy box <laughs> software so if you buy their hardware you can listen to pandora but if you want to build your own if you're part of the community to help them build their product over the last several years you don't get any of that you have to pay for it now so thank you community for helping us build the product but now we don't care about you and uh, go take a leap yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not too high on boxy right now um just because that's Come pretty, pretty crappy. You, you tell me you didn't see this coming. I mean, from like even what I think it first popped up on our radar at least a couple years ago. Well, you know, it's one thing to uh, choose your development cycle and, and slow down and, and that sort of thing, but to completely abandon the stuff that people care about and say, now you have to buy it. Now that you have built our product for us, because Boxy is, is an open source product built on open source products. 
And so because of that, somebody else could take all their source code and could manage it and, and could do their own thing. They could call it, you know, not boxy or whatever. But um, I don't think that's going to happen. I hope it happens. Maybe somebody like Jake, who's interested in that, will, will pick that up. But uh, unfortunately, I just don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to wither on the vine and they're going to make you buy their little device. And, and I, you know, I'm not opposed to that except for the fact that they didn't even have the, the cojones to come out and say they're doing it. They cited DRM restrictions and said that uh, they spun it as, you know, 87% of the most popular apps are still available, but the top 13% aren't. And we're not going to mention that. Right, right. Yeah, I know that's primarily what I used it for was, uh, like you said, Pandora and Netflix was really the two. Uh, aside from that, you know, just accessing my, my locally stored files uh, had a nice interface for that as well. But Okay, so enough of my griping about that. Just thought I'd let us know, uh, let our audience know about that. Uh, and if you know of something else out there that as, is as polished as Boxy, um, I'd love to hear about it. it uh, Boxy is built on XBMC. I'm familiar with XBMC. I, I have it actually installed on the same computer, but it's it's a little rough around the edges compared to Boxy. Um, and uh, that was the thing that I always liked about Boxy is it's uh, it was the most professional, most well put together package. Uh, but now it is stagnant and officially dead. Right. So, Sean, what's been going on in your world? Well, uh, I, as you noticed uh, from tonight's uh, show, and uh, uh, actually next week we have lined up also uh, guests. We have guests back on the show. So I had endeavored to, and it wasn't really like a New Year's resolution, but I certainly had endeavored to uh, get back in that mode as we went into the new year. We're through the holidays now, and uh, people are becoming more available, things like that. And, uh, uh, you know, and that's also paired with, you know, I'm kind of, I'm starting to settle into the new job. So things are just all kind of coming together now, and uh, it's it's working out well. We're getting guests lined up for the show. But uh, even more important than that, next week we are going to have our uh, next long-awaited listener spotlight. And if you listen to uh, the periodic table, you will know this man, uh, Mr. Jim, uh, Mr. Jim with no necktie. Uh, he has, he has called into our show a couple of times and, and we kind of feel like he's our, um, our, our listener representative at the periodic table. And so it'll be good to have him on uh, the show and, and hear his unique, uh, and witty insight, uh, to whatever we talk about. Yeah. And he, he is, uh, he's, he doesn't work in education, but he, uh, he is a, a tech guy. Uh, he works for a company called Mac pizza management which is uh, basically it's a I'm thinking it's kind of a individual, but that owns a bunch of uh, I believe they're Domino's pizza stores, but they've got a whole, you know, they've got a bunch of them. So they've got their own company that manages all these pizza stores. And he's he's basically their tech guy. But, uh, uh, you know, he falls right in line with the uh, the tightwad ethos. So, you know, he still has uh, his budgets to work within and, uh, his unique little fixes that he's got to come up with. So, uh, should be interesting, but you know, I'm just, I'm just glad that we're getting back to that. So one, I say that in, you know, 
obviously come back and listen to that show. But I'm going to further uh, throw cast my net out and say, uh, if you're listening to our shows and you haven't been on for a listener spotlight, or uh, maybe you did a long time ago and uh, you know some things have changed or uh, you think you can update us uh, with what you're doing now, uh, give me a, give me a call i guess you could call in on the number 559 imop or you can send me an email directly sean s-h-a-w-n at elementop.com and i will get right back with you and we'll get you scheduled for a show and we would we love to hear from our audience uh in any way it's always nice to to have people uh you know let us know what they're thinking but it's even better if they can come join us on the show so uh, you don't have to be um you know, an expert at anything. You just have to be a guy or a girl uh, doing what you do. And uh, believe me, other people will be interested in what you have to say. Right. And Mark, you pretty much enjoy listening to people in any format, right? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Unless they're posting stupid stuff to Facebook. And then <laughs> I want you to stop. If you play any Facebook game, any game, and you have it set to post to your status every time you get a, a, a new womp rat in your farm or whatever. Stop it, people. Just stop it. Right. You know, I, I you posted that, and I went in because uh, you know on the periodic table I I mentioned that I recently became addicted to the whole words with friends thing uh, on Facebook. Although I don't do it on Facebook, I do it on my phone, but it still has the Facebook tie-ins, right? And. Uh, when you put that into the show notes, I, cause I had told myself I needed to go back in and check those settings. And sure enough, it has a setting where it can post to my, my wall on behalf of me or whatever. So I, I went ahead and turned that off, but I wanted to ask because I looked in my stream and I couldn't see that it had done that. So I was curious if it's doing that and you don't see it. No, I, I have not seen your, uh, you do that, but it was just, uh, it's one of those things that's been building and building. And, and my Facebook stream has become, a, an, a especially I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago with the advent of Pinterest. My Facebook stream has just become this long, unending list of hundreds of updates an hour of people doing stuff in in-game apps. You know, somebody just cleaned out a horse stall and come and get your free manure. Um, I don't care. Nobody <laughs> cares. Nobody. If, if you think somebody does, you're sadly mistaken. There is not one person on the face of the planet that cares that you got a new goldfish in your happy aquarium. Nobody cares. Stop it. Go turn it's, that off. It's free manure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to pay any Zynga bucks for it. Uh, get to, but, you know, I mean, just that I just wanted to rant a little bit. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't quite realize that. I see. That's what I'm I was trying to get at because I don't know, you know, when it's doing that, does the user actually realize that they're essentially spamming? Most, all their of, most of the time they do, I'm sure. In fact, I've contacted a couple of people on my list and said, dude, you're killing me with this stuff and universally okay. the response has been well just mute it no 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 you shouldn't make the 375 people on your friends list take an action to mute you just take some responsibility on your own and turn that setting off but yeah but you know why because they get like 10 manure bucks every time they yeah. share that stuff but not only that, uh, Facebook has changed their rules, uh, changed their API. If you don't access Facebook through the website, you can't mute that stuff. 
Now, if you go to the website, they're fine grain controls. You can uncheck the button that shows games. You could do all that, and that's all great. But if you use some app to do it, like TweetDeck or Hootsuite or something like that, they, they get the raw feed, and you can't turn it off. Right. So, very annoying, and I want it all to go away. I think Amen, maybe, brother. I think maybe we should start some sort of movement. Um, you know, occupy Facebook. Just knock it off crazy game-playing people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your support there, Sean. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. <laughs> and so I guess we'll move on and uh, get Jake on the line and uh, see what he has to say. So I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from Mr. Jake Gardner. And welcome Jake Gardner to the show, our youngest guest, uh, maybe even our youngest listener. Uh, Jake, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Uh, so, Jake, just give us a, a quick breakdown of who you are and why you're cool enough to be on our show. Well, I'm Jake, and I, I'm just a high school student who writes software for uh, a reasonably big company, and uh, I do it partly at school and partly at home. But Now, that's funny. I'm just a high school student who writes software. That's all. No yeah. big deal. Professional. lots of high school students write scripts but uh, not many of them get paid for it Mm. so uh, tell us a little bit about the project that that you've done uh, and and we'll just kind of go from there well it kind of started when um, I've always my sisters and I have always uh, played that game Sims 2 and we never had the Mac version but when we got Macs I wanted to start you know using it on Mac instead of on PC and uh, they uh, I tried porting it with wine and then I you know I really figured out how the uh, wine loader works on Linux and Mac so from there I just came up with different ideas until hey this one could actually pay off all right so uh, you're writing Windows software and porting it using wine libraries to make it work on a Mac is that right I am taking Windows software and making it work on Mac in a nice, small environment. Uh, my goal is always less than 20 megs, but it ends up being somewhere between 25 and 30 megs, which is pretty small compared to how big the Wine package is. Wine can be 300 megs. And what language is it that you generally work with? Um, I've tried to avoid languages because they can get pretty complex, but... I um, I've edited some of the source for especially the DLLs in Wine, um, so I, those are mostly done in C. I think they're all done in C. Okay. So, Sean, jump in there any minute now. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just <laughs> really I'm I'm curious where we started. We're kind of getting you know. Sorry, I got right too at, geeky at, too fast. Well, yeah, you jumped right into the heart of things, but I, I'm kind of curious. You know, at the uh, the ripe old age of 15, uh, you didn't just wake up one day and start doing this programming. So uh, kind of give us a lead up into what, you know, what led you up to this point. Well, um, I've always been interested in computers. I actually stumbled upon Linux when I was looking for virus scanners. And someone said, well, give up Windows, just use Linux. And I tried, I think the first one I tried was Ubuntu 5. And from there, I was like, wait, what? What is this? And that was a long time ago. I was real little. I don't know. But uh, 
from there, I've been using Linux and I've needed Windows applications and I've just, you know, used Wine. So from there, you know, Wine on Mac works pretty well. And I decided that my parents have a Mac. Wine is free. There's an actual use for my services and I tried it. So. Mark, uh, do do some of the math for us there. Ubuntu five minus fifteen years old. What what would that put him at? I don't. Maybe it wasn't five. But it was pretty darn old. Um, that would be, that would be before they even started going with the the year designations. Uh, I'm gonna say that would be ninety two or three. Maybe it was. I don't know if it was Ubuntu five. <laughs> it was really early. So I'm just throwing out a guesstimate here. I didn't even know what I was looking at. So, so so basically it went uh zygote fetus programmer is is kind of what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. Maybe I I don't know what it was. <laughs> Just Linux before I even knew that Linux even existed or what an operating system was. I stumbled upon it, burned burned it to a CD and popped it in the computer and used it. And you know that's the ideal scenario is that you don't yeah. even have to know what an operating system is. It should be that opaque. Uh, so yeah. you you said earlier before we started recording, your dad's a programmer. No, my dad's not a programmer. He's just always been into technological stuff. So um, he was just explaining the other day that as as new stereo software would come out, he would or not software but hardware and stuff. He'd buy it and he's always had the best audio equipment in the house and that goes along with technology and just turns out we have a lot of good um technological experience in the house and he he's very good at you know he can do just about anything so that's what i'm trying to get to but on the software side he can he can debug entire um you know, pool software things in five minutes when someone spent four and a half hours trying to figure out, okay, what the heck went on here? Because that's what he's paid for. And uh, just technology from him. All right. And and just so people know, the way you came to our attention is a longtime friend of the show, Mr. Paul R. Wood um, from Bishop Dunn Catholic School in the Dallas area, uh, mm-hmm. is your teacher. Uh, or at least you go to that same school, mm-hmm. and, and he was talking about the cool things that you do, and so we decided to get him on the show. So uh, has has Mr. Wood been um, involved in this process at all? Uh, a bit. He's helped me with a lot of things, um, not necessarily this project, but uh, actually, let me think. When He has given me lots of advice on how to present like after i made the software i didn't know exactly how to you know contact these people and say i've done something that your you know computer engineer majors or whatever have been working on for years and i did it in a couple months so I, that was an awkward situation to contact them and say hey i've got this but oh by the way your programmers suck just thought you should know <laughs> And so, uh, tell me the story there. What happened? You contacted this company. We'll, we'll leave the, the company out because they didn't pay us for advertising. Uh, and you said, I have packaged your software to work um, in a push-button sort of way on a Mac. And then what happened from there? Well, um, 
since my dad's part of the company, he knows the the software guy pretty well, even though he lives in California. They meet up at trade shows and things like that. And uh, he was like, wow, it's it's good to see young people participating in things like this. And I think he kind of thought, well, let's see what this is. I don't know. But uh, I you know, sent it in, and he liked my work. And from there on, emails that night every five minutes or ten minutes, and I, you know, little fixes like changing names of things. And I originally came up with a real witty name, but was kind of stupid for a real company to use. Okay. Yeah, like Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> There's a million of them out there, right? <laughs> That's funny. Um, and you, you have something in the notes there, Raspberry Pi and Linux development. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about that because that's my next project. Uh, the Ros Raspberry Pi project has been going on for a while, and they're just now coming out with their beta boards. They're little $25 or $35 uh, full-blown computers that are um, ARM-based, I believe. And uh, I've wanted to start porting different applications to them, but they said late November, late December, and now late January is when they're finally going to come out. And... Uh, I just wanted to know y'all's input on something like Raspberry Pi and that sort of, you know, Linux development on cheap platforms. Oh, and they're based around education, so how to have that in. So, Sean, clearly this is your area of expertise. So, what do you have to say about that? Uh, well, one, I think, uh, and I'm going to surprise you here, Mark. <laughs> I've been watching that project for a while now, and. Uh, what strikes me about that, I mean, obviously the cheapness of it, so that's great. You can get it into an educational environment at that price and start working with students on basic programming. Uh, but just the, the board itself is pretty amazing as a multimedia device. Uh, with as cheap as it is, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't take a whole lot of uh, creativity to see that you could really uh, come up with some really neat multimedia devices uh, just based on its input and output. Um, uh, you can also, it's uh, the $35 version has uh, 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 network capabilities. So you can, I think it's a 10, one, 10 100, is that right? I think that's right. Right. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a neat little board. I mean, I'm curious to see what people could do with it. I'm really curious to see, I mean, what are you thinking about doing with it, Jake? You've got to have some ideas already, right? Yeah, I'm thinking of porting different multimedia software. I don't have one, so I don't know what's already been brought to it. So I'm hoping, you know, not to put in, uh, you know, advertisement here, but VLC and XBMC, I really like those two applications and they do most everything with media. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, it's a $35 boxy box. Yeah. Well, the what's going to bite you there, though, is the ARM processor. Uh, and yeah. and you, it, your standard x86 stuff isn't going to run on it. Uh, and I don't know if there's are, uh, I don't know if uh, XBMC has been ported to ARM or not. Uh, or there's source code, so I'm hoping. Oh, and it's on the Apple TV. That's ARM. Okay. Apple TV 2. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and as far as the uh, the video quality, it, it can handle 1080p uh, HD video, uh, with I mean, without a hiccup, so. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. There was a device we talked about 
oh, on one of our shows not too long ago that uh, it's a an x86 chip on a on a USB drive. It just it's got a, a, a HDMI output and a USB output, and it's it's more like a hundred dollars. Uh, but th- this whole idea of this uh, micro embedded platform uh, is really going to be, I think, a pretty cool thing to get into. Uh, the the Arduino arguably started the trend, um, but uh, the their new things started sort of uh, coming around the the bend. That's going to be cool, and and it's neat to have creative young men like Jake who are going to be on the vanguard of that instead of old guys like us. No comment on that. <laughs> well, I I hope that my friends, like I have several techie friends that also uh, I think could help out on this sort of thing, and I think it'd be a, a great initiative for future I don't know endeavors for me to try to get other teenagers involved in you know computers like I am. So you said earlier that you try to avoid languages and you you like to work higher level than that uh are you are you trying to learn anything like uh you know any of the the java or the html5 or any of the the languages of the future i'm trying to learn html5 and then i have a giant book c++ for dummies and uh i use that mostly for reference but uh i'm trying to actually read through it and you know start working with c++ because that's arguably the best language for applications in general. Yeah, it's definitely the one that is uh, probably the most in use right now. Uh, You know, that uh, brings something to mind I want to ask you about, Jake, is, you know, there's a great wealth of information out there on the Internet. So do you find yourself a lot of times scrubbing the Internet forums to uh, try to solve a problem that you you run into or just general knowledge, you know, studying? Because I know I've looked at C++ on the net and there's a ton of just free resources out there as far as learning that language. So uh, do you find yourself doing more of that or do you like to have your head in a book more? I do like books, but let's say that I just have a little tweak that I want to do and other people have done similar things. I will always ask the internet first. So depends on the situation, but I will always, I'll try to ask the internet because usually the internet will know. And as I like to say, if you can't trust anonymous strangers on the internet, who can you trust? Really? <laughs> well, if it doesn't work, they, you always have a backup copy. So <laughs> Smart Control man. Z, Smart man. Z. <laughs> yeah. Undo is your buddy, right? Control Z. Yeah. Um, so if somebody listening uh, decided they wanted to um, make some a grand donation to the, the Jake T. Gardner Foundation and, and wanted to buy you or give you some money to buy something for hardware development, uh, what, what is the, the thing that you would most like to have uh, to, uh, to help you boost your burgeoning career? Hmm. Hardware-wise? Sure. I, shoot for the moon. This is totally made up, so you can say whatever you want. It can't be Apple, though. <laughs> Sean will disown you if you say you want a MacBook. Sorry. Well, I kind of already have the MacBook, oh, but I'm I'm thinking of what hardware-wise I could really need or want for this sort of thing. Like Raspberry Pi and similar devices would be good to have just for learning that sort of thing. But do y'all have any recommendations for someone like me wanting hardware like that? I, that kind of caught me off guard. 
Well, yeah, that's what I like to do. I like to bring people yeah. on, set them up, and then knock their feet out from under. No, uh, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, two words. Three monitors. <laughs> oh, I actually do have three monitors. Ah, yes. There we go, man. After my own heart. <laughs> so you're kind of king of the geeks, right? They're around your. Yeah, and they're all three different. Okay. So. Yeah. So uh, uh, okay, that that brings up a good point, Mark. So uh, any trouble in school over trying to hack anything, uh, any network hacking or anything like that? Oh, don't set him up. Don't ask him that. His, <laughs> his teachers are going to be listening. I have I found did, ways. I'm taking trouble. Like, did he get caught? I, anything that you haven't been caught, you don't have to divulge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have not been caught, you know, getting through the network or anything like that. Um, but I have found several ways to get around the proxy protection at school. I don't <laughs> use them. I found them. I just want to be the first person to say, I found them, and they're sitting there waiting. <laughs> I may or may not have. No. Um, I'm curious, uh, are there any other students like you at your school? Uh, uh, or is there like a cadre of people? Do you, do you have peers that you go, go to, or, or, or do you, are you just kind of on your own there? Uh, I do have a posse of nerd friends, um, and they're all nerds in different ways, but the, the person most like me has not done much uh, coding or application changing or anything like that. They've uh, they're mostly you know gamers. At, you know most people like me are gamers at this point. Later become uh, technology people with like coding and that sort of thing. And uh, there's. No one who's done a, you know, anything close to mine, but you know, a lot of teenagers do write scripts. I know a senior who has written a lot of good scripts, and uh, I use some of his work. I think it's mostly Perl stuff, which that's also a good code to know. Ah, uh, Perl, the language of the gods. Um, what, what's your current project or your next project? Is there anything uh, that you're uh, devoting your attention to right now? Well, just as a quick little experiment, I made uh, an updater batch file thing that checks a web server, my web server, for uh, updates, downloads, and installs the updates in you know a silent or quiet mode, and then uh, you know updates the files and you know lets it update for a while. That's cool. Mm. See, back when I was your well, age, it, um, just because I have the mic and I can tell you stories and bore you with them. Uh, back when I was your age, I was writing an application uh, for school and it needed a database. And nobody told me that there was any such thing as a database. Um, my teachers just kind of wanted to see what I could do. So I wrote my own database in the old GW Basic, which I'm sure you've never seen. But uh, rather than uh, using some pre-existing database, nobody said, hey, by the way, there's this thing called a database where you can put all your stuff. Now I wrote my own, and uh, and so has anybody done anything like that? Has has have, uh, has Mr. Wood watched you uh, invent reinvent the wheel and not said, "Oh, hey, by the way, this already exists." Thinking, <laughs> if you find out, you're going to be really mad at him, right? Yeah, I I don't think that anyone's been that evil to have you know. <laughs> Not shot down my dreams and just say it's already been created. Now, go work with it. No, no, it's not evil. It's a good learning experience. That's what it is. Did I show you my uh, coffee cup? 
evil inside. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, so, uh, Jake, I, I've got one more question for you. I'm kind of curious. You know, you've uh, you've said you're very interested in HTML5 code. So, mm-hmm. what what type of things do you see in the future as you learn that uh, that you're wanting to do on uh, in a web interface? Well. Um I like the way that HTML5 is going with the, uh, you know, everything is in one. It's not, you know, Flash here, Java here, all that random stuff that has to be plugins and install. I like how it's all just right there. Um, I'm looking to do just simple web design things, you know, embed videos that thousands of people can watch without there being a huge, you know, drop in my you know, server speed. I, I think HTML is the future just because it's, you know, it's nice and complete. Yeah, that really would be building the better mousetrap. If you can come up with a better way to stream uh, video and audio, uh, Google will come to your door. Yeah. Or I know somebody who needs you. You stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just watching the uh, Sony unveiling of all their new stuff this year on Ustream, and it locked up or, you know, froze a couple times. Um, I was really disappointed because I thought Ustream was pretty good. Uh, they've been struggling for several months now. We uh, we used to stream our show via Ustream, and we ran into so many problems with it that we had to start getting away from it. Hmm. What were the main issues? We're still using Ustream. Well, yeah, but I mean, we've had we've had several recording days where we just can't we can't even run the stream because Ustream is oh, you know, just hurting. So I don't know if that's a bandwidth issue or if it's a, a you know under under the hood coding problems that they're having or what. I don't know. Probably just bandwidth, don't you think, Mark? Well, you know, I, I'm all I'm all for complaining about free products that I don't pay for, but uh, <laughs> right. know, let's face it, I, uh, sometimes you get you do get what you pay for. Uh, and and maybe if we paid for the uh, the uh, professional versions, that we wouldn't have those problems. I can certainly understand that we're at the bottom of the food train, sucking their bandwidth. Uh, yeah, and, uh, but you have to think that uh, Sony probably made sure and took care of them. Right. When it came to that release, I saw that release early this morning. Uh, I got an email about it or something, and uh, you would have to think that Sony ponied up some dough and still. They had problems. Now, obviously, they had a lot more people watching that thing, I'm sure. Well, all right, Jake, I don't want to hold you any longer. Uh, It is fairly late on a school night. Uh, So I just want to say if if you had one thing, one message that you wanted our listeners to hear or or one question that we haven't asked you, uh, what would that be? What's the the, the, your final thoughts for the evening? Hmm. Maybe we should we should paint a picture of the audience. Uh, it's mostly uh, people who work in education technology. So, uh, if you well, can think of anything to say to those people, if I'm talking to mostly teachers, try to get the kids interested in as much technology as physically possible, because that is the future. That's where they're going to be leading, and it's not going to die anytime soon. So, well, there you have it, folks. Right from the guy who knows where all the proxies are. <laughs> yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Uh, Jake, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. We're excited. We'll be watching you and seeing what other cool stuff you do. And uh, let us know when you make your first million, okay? Okay. I'll try to get some sort of blog out and you know post my stuff there 
send you all the link. That'll be great. All right, Jake. Thanks a lot. And so once again, that was Jake Gardner, uh, 15 year old, maybe 16, uh, high school freshman, uh, who is also a professional coder. I think that's kind of interesting. We often pontificate on this show about, uh, you know, education and the future and the things that you should do for the children. Uh, well, this is actually one of those guys, you know, these, these people that we say we're doing everything for. And it was, it was good to hear from him. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, in education today, especially like, let's say at the high school level where, where Jake's at, uh, a lot of times there's a hole in just the availability of being able to study something like that. Um, a lot of high schools don't even have any sort of, a, uh, you know, programming uh, classes or anything like that. I mean, when they, when they talk about teaching kids the technology, they're, they're teaching them about how to keyboard and mouse and, you know, maybe do some video editing and things like that. But, uh, you know, Jake's a perfect example of what there's a lot of out there is if we can expose the kids to, uh, more computer theory and programming that, uh, you know, there's an audience there for it. Right. And don't be scared of them. Um, the gooey kid there in the chat room says what I've often said, uh, when I deal with students, every time I've had a student for several years and he graduates and I send him off, I always say, remember me when I come asking you for a job someday. And, uh, right. uh Jake may be, uh, one of those guys, you know, someday I'm going to go asking him for a job and say, remember me? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's really neat to see. Uh, and uh, wish him the best of luck. It's going to be amazing to see. I, I can only imagine what he's going to be like, yeah, like you said, in college and, uh, you know, after he graduates. I mean, can you imagine what a kid like that, what what his first job interview is like? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's going to probably talk circles around the people interviewing him. <laughs> Here's my portfolio of software that I've already written, and uh, right. I made more last year than you'll make this year, so uh, <laughs> just go ahead and hire me. Right. All, All right. right. So I guess we'll move on now to our tips of the week, uh, and, and this time I actually have one. I came across a new tool, uh, a new tip of the week for the tech side of things. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool, too. It is. Uh, it didn't work for me the one time I tried it, uh, but... <laughs> Theoretically, it's supposed to work, uh, and it's called Video Dropper. And the idea is that it integrates with Dropbox, and you actually authenticate with your Dropbox account. You log into Dropbox and add it as an app, just like you're accustomed to doing with Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And you feed this thing a video uh, via YouTube or, or any other site like that, Vimeo. You give it a URL. It will convert that to the file of your choice, MP4 or whatever, and drop it in your Dropbox for you. So it's a neat way to get that sort of stuff without having to go through the email and all that sort of stuff. It just dumps it right in your Dropbox and, and works. So uh, it's kind of a cool tool, and I'll have the link to it in the show notes. Video Dropper. All right. Well, I'll jump in here with the teacher tip of the week, and it is Satera.net. So S-E-T-E-R-R-A.net. Uh, this site is a free geography quiz software, and it's actually, uh, if you go to just Satera.net, you get the actual, uh, it's a free software download. Uh, and it's got some, uh, you know, the graphics are pretty basic and everything, but it, it's got some really great uh, kind of drilling tools for uh, studying uh, your geography, your state capitals, it's world geography or regional geography. It's got a lot of different options there. Uh, but 
what uh, is really cool is they're finally uh, seem to be getting on board. They just released a beta of their online version. So online.satera.net, you can actually uh, play the uh, geography games or quizzes uh, online uh, all for free. And uh, I, I sat there and like many of these tools, uh, it, it kept me captivated for at least an hour. I was going through and uh, realizing how horrible I was with my own geography knowledge. So like, like many Americans, um, didn't do so bad on the United States, but boy, when it expanded out to worldwide and, uh, I, I've realized that I don't know anything about Africa. <laughs> I, I know where Egypt and South Africa are. The rest of it is, you know, totally hit or miss. I saw this great uh, uh, map one time, and it was Americans' view of the world. And it was like um, this big, huge map of North America, and it said America. And then everything else was like China was a little thing over here, and it was like cheap stuff comes from here. And all of the, the continent of Canada was tiny. It said beer comes from here. Uh, it was just, you know, the way we look at the world, there's the U S and then there's these other places that we're aware of. Uh, but, uh, you know, like Africa, for example, we don't really even know where that is. Um, it was kind of funny. Right. Yeah. Well, and, uh, so this, you know, this has some basic ones like, uh, try to locate, uh, it'll, it just runs randomly. So it says locate Estonia or something, and you've got to click on it and, uh, it runs you through, I think it's, uh, Oh, 10 or 15 items and it'll give you like a percentage right and how, how long it took you to go through those questions. But, uh, but it gets more advanced. So it can, it can do like, uh, mountains. So, uh, famous mountain peaks or, or throughout the world or lakes or, um, tw the top 25 major cities in the world and things like that. So it's got some really cool, uh, different options there. That, uh, well, if you, if you really want to find out how ignorant you are with geography, go check it out. Satera.net. Okay. And, uh, I guess that brings us to the part of the show where we say thanks for listening. And if you want to contact us, we encourage you to contact us, uh, at elementop.com. That's our, uh, our home on the web. You can also find us at twitter.com slash elementop or facebook.com slash elementop. Uh, but elementop.com is, is where we encourage you to go. There are forums there where you can interact with other tightwad techs like yourselves. You can uh, contact us there. You can also uh, use the widget on the page to send us a voicemail, and we will play it right here on the show. And you can have your 15 seconds of fame. So uh, elementop.com, check it out. And uh, so, Sean, anything, any final words? Uh, well, uh, one last reminder. I know I said it at the top of the show, but uh, join us next week for our newest edition of the Listener Spotlight. So don't forget that. Uh, I'm really excited about that. And other than that, great show. And it truly was. Thank you, Jake, for making it a great show. And uh, we tried to uh, stay out of your way as much as possible. And so... Having said that, I will simply say this is Mark signing off. And Sean signing off. <laughs>